Welcome back to the Men You're Not Alone podcast. This is episode 99, and today's episode is going to be kind of a, a shout out to people who are in the overlanding community, in the overlanding world. For those of you who are kind of solo ventures, or you're traveling with somebody maybe, and going back and forth across the country in different areas. And my voice is is just about shot. I talked a whole bunch yesterday and then just decided for some strange reason to d- lay down about two hours worth of podcast episodes, which pretty much finished trashing my voice yesterday. And then I taught at church this morning to my typical rowdy large group of sixth grade boys. And I have to talk pretty loud a lot of times because they're sixth grade boys and they're full of life. And so I don't have a lot of voice left, so I'm going to try to lay this one down because I woke up this morning and it was kind of, uh, it was just, it was just sort of weighing on me a little bit. And what weighs on me is what I see is this waning sense of community among us as uh, just people here in the U.S. And a little, we're just kind of becoming more islands. At least for me, something to me that has always been really important is community, and it's something I focus a lot of my time trying to keep afloat and trying to uh, create opportunities where community can be built and uh, bringing people together that wouldn't naturally maybe uh, come together, uh, but people that I I think have a, a lot of potential and a lot to offer to the people around them, and I want them to realize that. So I try to create opportunities where that that can at least blossom. I can't make it happen, but at least I can give it a a place to uh, for the seed of that to sprout. And it is over the past three years, it has become very, very difficult to do that. And I've lamented that a couple of times on this podcast. And so have some of the guests I've done roundtables with that the getting people out of this shell that everybody kind of crawled into during the uh, the fear campaign of the past three years of 2020 to 2022, which this is 2022. But over the past three years, that fear reconditioned people to sort of think that life exists in a little tiny circle and there's really no need to get outside that circle. And for somebody like me where I can't unsee the fracturing of our culture the the loss of community not entirely lost but i can see it it's on a a downward descent overall and then you've got small areas where you've got uh, niches of people that are pushing back to reestablish a sense of community and neighborliness and a sense of connectedness among people but the large part of what drives our economies and uh, markets is never going to scream everybody get together and and get to know each other and come together. And I've said this repeatedly on this podcast that the best way to rule is a tyrant. One of the best ways to grease the skids for tyrants is to keep people divided, keep people isolated from each other so that the masses do not unify, so that they do not discuss things, so that they don't draw strength from each other. and, uh, And then when time's get tough or people experience difficulty in life, they have people to go lean on. And those are the kind of things that buttress a culture and make a people stronger. And that is that seems to be, to me, the largest target of the, the fear campaign over the past three years was to unroot that and topple it over. I, I would say, in my opinion, it has been quite effective. And so it's going to take some pushing back, uh, some determination to rebuild a sense of community 
in our communities and across this country. And maybe I'm one of the one of the people that will just hold out uh, with hope and tenacity, trying to do that to the best that I can until I have to throw in the towel. But I am very reticent to throw the towel in on much of anything. So this morning while I was laying in bed, I kept thinking about the overlanding community and sort of how that is a resource unto itself. And I did a couple of episodes about the overlanding community and, and why I think that so much of it has flourished, especially among young men, that I don't see it as a negative, but I do see it as perhaps a uh, a fairly exaggerated response. I think in some ways it also could be used to divide the cultures of our country to fracture our country even further. And here's why I say that. Because if you have the fortitude and the tenacity and the wherewithal to travel the country and live out of a vehicle, you have the potential and the capacity to do a lot of things. That isn't easy. It's one thing to say that you like the idea of overlanding or you like the idea of extended road trips. It's very different when you're when you're actually doing it, it's sort of like people who like the idea of backpacking or going to Alaska or going to remote places. It's exceedingly different when you're actually there and you realize that basically what you have on you is what you have at your disposal. And it's a, it's a, a very, it's a very stark difference from idea to boots on the ground execution of it. And so if you guys are, any of you that are, in the overlanding world, I know automatically you're a fairly competent person. Um, you are able to uh, have an idea, figure out how to put it into motion, and then execute it. But also, you guys are a tremendous resource that I don't want to go untapped. One of my concerns with the overlanding community, especially among younger men who are who have really jumped into it, I think it's great for keeping a, a young man's mind fresh, clear. I think it keeps his world big. But the one thing that I do have a concern with is I did an episode with the psychologist. I, I'm sorry, his name eludes me right now. I have uh, <laughs> fluid behind my ears, and it makes me a little dense right now. Uh, fluid in my eardrums. So it's it's my head's just a little bit on the foggy side right now um, until that, that clears up. But he was talking about how, uh, you know, the, the number one risk factor for young men is fatherlessness and that inevitably almost inevitably leads to extended delinquency uh antisocial behavior and criminal uh issues with law enforcement i guess you could put it that way criminal kind of criminal tendency sometimes and so it's the antisocial behavior that has me concerned with the overlanding community of so many young men i know that a lot of them are leaving because they don't want to be in the dating scene they don't want to be on that. And I've gone, you can go back if you want to listen to me rant about that in defense of men, uh, leaving the dating pool and leaving relationships behind for right now until the mess kind of straightens it out and women start standing up with some sense of accountability for what has blossomed in this country over the past two generations as a result of making men toxic or masculinity toxic. But the antisocial behavior, I'm hoping that young men aren't doing overlanding because they have developed more antisocial personality traits because there was no father in the home. Because, again, you can go back and listen to my, my episodes about overlanding and, and men being divorce raped and stuff like that. 
because that that isn't going to heal young men simply by going out and avoiding people. So I really hope that this is this overlanding push is something that that bears good fruit in our young men in this country and pays dividends down the road. But I hope it is also not something that allows antisocial sentiments to fester and become institutionalized inside young men because we have way too much potential in our young men to be such a blessing to our communities and our country in general, just us as a people. So for those of you who are are zipping back and forth and around the country or or wherever you happen to be cruising around, you're a very mobile source of intelligence, like intel, data, information about different parts of the country. I When I was laying in bed this morning, I just you reminded me of the Pony Express a little bit. And I know the Pony Express wasn't around very long, but that was a, a way to, to put information from one pocket of people to another and to spread word across a land. And you guys remind me of the same thing, like this, this sort of I don't want to say it's a network, but there's a bunch of you out there. I know that some of you are somewhat connected with each other, and, and there are gatherings sometimes. But overall, I would, I'm going to just go out on a limb and guess that for the most part, you're kind of islands out there cruising around. And I don't know if any of you have gotten out there and realized that it's fun for a while, but if you don't have a sense of purpose in what you're doing, regardless of what it is, it could be the most mundane thing in the world, but if you have a sense of purpose for doing it, suddenly that mundane thing becomes something that is uh, a little bit, it also has purpose. It's sort of like people who think that living on vacation when they retire or they get money, it's fun for a little while, but if the only purpose is to be on vacation, suddenly vacation, because there is no scarcity, becomes something that is an everyday routine and you're still just as much a rat in the wheel as you were uh, doing the the daily grind of work or a job or something like that. And I could see how Overlandy could become that as well because eventually, and I can speak from experience only because I, I did pursue so many things um, until not many years ago to always be searching, always be doing stuff. But there was always a sense in the back of me that that was not going to provide purpose in my life. And that was not going to be something that would satisfy kind of a a thirst in my soul to to be leaving a legacy behind me of something where I helped bring a better sense of community or more of a sense of neighborliness among my people than when I when I was born or when I showed up. And that is still a driving force for me. And and that's a little that plays no small part in why I don't live remote anymore because I did for many many years very remotely exceedingly remotely and while I that was great for for several years the damage that it started doing to me because I had lost a sense of purpose like the sense of wonder the honeymoon period whatever you want to call it had sort of faded off and being alone every day and remote Eventually, it was no different than being a rat in the wheel of life anywhere else. It had lost its scarcity, and it was since it was every day, there was no sense of scarcity which gave it value. So it did become very mundane to me, and I realized that that was starting to kind of put put the fire in my spirit out. And so I, I unplugged from the remote 
the Jeremiah Johnson existence and realized that I had to return to helping people because that's what lights me up. And I need to, that's at the end of the day, if I have helped people around me to have a better life or to have come through some storms or to help foster their ability to reach around and make a positive impact in those around them, then I can sleep in tremendous peace knowing that. And it gives me a lot of energy to do that because I know that we weren't created to be isolated, lonely beings. And we are relational creatures. We are relational creations, just like the creator that made us. So if you're out there cruising around in the overlanding world, let me just throw this out to you. Because you are you are moving about nonstop and you're in different places, different because our, our, even here in the United States, it's different cultures depending on where you go. And we're just, we're a large nation. So it's almost like we're multiple nations inside. You know, we're multiple cultures depending on where you're at, all sandwiched together in different regions. But each of the regions sort of has its own culture. And those cultures don't always communicate with each other or relate to each other. But somebody who moves about from one to the other is able to. So here's just my thought. You know, as you move around, you collect information and intelligence, kind of like recon, about the cultures that you are going into, unless you're just blowing in and not really stopping to get to know that culture at all. If you're simply there to partake of the sites or some type of adventure and not really engaging the culture around you, then you're not going to really know what I'm talking about. But what if, as you move around, what if you started showcasing some of the positive things you see in the cultures as you go through them? There's enough negative that's going on. There's enough dark and fear. And and really, uh, you know, dark things suck people in. Bad news. You know, the people that live with the glass half empty, they, they want usually more than anything. They don't want to see the glass more than half empty. They want other people to see the glass is half empty, not that it's half full and it could be better. They sort of feed on it. People just, we tend to get in a rut sometimes and we'll feed that on ourselves and then try to get other people into that world. And darkness just has a way of doing that. It wants to suck you in, take your fire away, quench your hope and tell you just to be a lethargic slug and, you know, be an isolated island. And don't mingle, don't interact, don't don't reach out there and, and, and push into the uncomfortable of uh, relationships. So I was thinking if overlanding people started, you know, as a little side gig, what if you interview people around there instead of just a rig walk around or looking through, you know, whatever somebody's put inside their vehicle, there are people at the cafes, there are people down on the town square, there's people out hiking in the woods, there's people everywhere. And those people are real people just like you are. And I would bet that a lot of their concerns happen to be about like yours. I think much more of this country is on the same page than we are led to believe. I think that we are all far more similar than we are led to believe. Because again, the division is very effective uh, at greasing the skids for tyranny and people who are uh, looking to rule by tyranny and fear. And the one way to undo that is when people know each other, they suddenly don't become afraid of each other. When you know somebody's first name, it's hard to mistreat them. It's hard to objectify them and treat them as if they're just an object somewhere that 
can be bad-mouthed or uh, labeled or generalized, things like that. And you folks in the overlanding community have a very distinctive opportunity to be moving in and out of those different regions of cultures. And I would say of anybody in our nation right now, you guys have the ability to put your finger on the pulse of where our culture is going and to start making an impact by kind of showcasing that and putting it out here for those of us who, because of circum, not circumstance, just life. Like, I'm, I mean, I would love to be out. I would love to be traveling more like I used to. But right now I'm focused on raising some kids and making sure that they fly, uh, you know, at least down a straight path somewhere, whatever that looks like for them. But I do want them going through life with a sense of purpose and responsibility. And right now that, that is my focus. Plus, I have to have a job to provide for them, and I'm good with that. So it's not, it's not necessarily the ultimate adventure existence by any stretch of the imagination, but I see it as a privilege for me to be able to uh, give my kids a chance to pursue what it is that they want to do with their life. But if you're in the overlanding community and you're not engaging, um, I think there's a risk when you're overlanding or you're out for a long time to weave in between the cultures and you sort of go in the space between them and you're really never seen. You're the gray man. You just sort of blend in, you disappear. But all of you, you all are very good at doing videos. You're very good at editing. You have the equipment to do it. You're mobile. You're moving through all these communities and you you are a subject of interest to people. You know, you pull into a gas station or a cafe with an overlanding rig, I, you were not going to have to go far to have a conversation struck up with you. And really, just standing at your vehicle will solicit conversation. And some of those conversations might be interesting just to talk to people and kind of see, you know, kind of an interview around America and see what are people thinking, what are people concerned about, what are sort of the general things that people are concerned about, things that people have hope for, positive things they see. Uh, that could be that are maybe blossoming in our culture, stuff like that, and start feeding some good back into the community. And honestly, if you guys want to, if you're out there putzing around um, as an in the over doing an overlanding kind of gig thing right now, and you don't have a sense of purpose, there is one for you, and that does make a difference. That would make a difference, and then you can feed that back up. That's material for your own channel. Um, or you could start a different channel. Um, I do not have the means to do it. I did entertain it, but life just that's not that's not going to fit right now. Not in, not for the next several years to be able to do something like that. But I also don't want to let the opportunity go away by holding it close to the vest. I think you guys are already set up to do it, and I want to encourage you to to do that to reach into the community. You don't have to be a social butterfly, but if you're picking up you know, little snippets of interviews and stuff like that. You could even stream them together with little tiny pieces. Kind of in general, you know, come up with a set of questions in general and ask people the same questions everywhere and kind of create a real bulleted video version of what you find in certain areas. And I think that will convey to a lot of people in a very important way that we're not alone in this country. And honestly, we're not islands in the way we think, in the way we look at each other the way we view our neighbors. And honestly, I still believe that the United States in general is full of very agreeable people and good people. And I think that we have been conditioned to be quiet and silent in the fear campaign in the past three years. And you guys in the overlanding community, I think you're an untapped potential catalyst to undo that or to help undo that. Because there's a bunch of us out here on the ground in the communities where uh, life kind of has us leashed a little bit 
but even despite the leash, we're still working to make a difference in how we relate to each other and and bring positive things inside uh, the circle that we are able to influence and reach out into. So I'm encouraging you, and you don't have to listen to it, but if you're out there and you're already going and doing your videotaping and you're doing stuff, I guess they don't tape anymore, you're doing videos, you know, why not do some of the videos about some of the people you meet, showcase some of the people you meet, some of the thoughts. Most people are not going to mind sharing something like that. And and I think it is a way to reconnect, to start reconnecting people and take a platform, take a, an interest that does sort of, that has sort of become more about isolating and gear and, you know, seeking the greatest adventure and stuff like that. But if that's all that the overlanding crowd does with that, it's, you see, it's, it's pursuing something that is really just in your self-interest and it's not investing anything back. And we cannot live as a culture in this country without each of us pouring something back into our culture. We cannot just drain the barrel um, and hope that others will be filling it. It, That's part of the, the responsibility that falls on each of us as an individual citizen in our country and as just an individual person in our community is that we all have to be pouring stuff back into the benefits and the community in, in which we live. So with that said, I'll, I'll, I'll shut it off here. But if you're in the overlanding community, I, I encourage you to start looking for angles where you can showcase America, the people of America. And I think there is an untapped market for that. And I think that overlanding, I th- think it's kind of in the video world, I think it's largely run its course. It's a trend that I see will be declining. Um, at least for video market share, because you can only look at gear so long, you can only look at vehicles so long, and honestly, there's there's not a tremendous amount of difference between them. And honestly, life on the road, you can only bleed it out for so long um, to make it interesting content before it's mundane again, and lack of scarcity makes it have no value. But people enjoy seeing other people. They like to know what do other people think. Oh, you know, they think like. They have the same concerns I do. They have the same hopes I do. And they're actually not that different from me. And that starts bringing people back together. And you guys are in a spot to do that. You're in the perfect position to do that. And it adds one more dimension to the reason you might be out and and cruising around. So anyway, I'll leave it at that. And I will catch you on the next one. I hope you have a great day.